Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in the cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. This is Jake Smith, and I'm joined today by Vic Anantha, Chief Product and Strategic Marketing Officer, Care Syntax. Welcome, Vic. Thank you for having me, Jake. So, Vic, your company is an Intel Capital portfolio company, but can you tell a little bit about yourself, how you came to take on this role, and about Care Syntax, the company? Yeah, happy to do that, Jake. So like you just said, I'm currently the Chief Product and Strategic Marketing Officer here at Kirsten Tax. I've been at Kirsten Tax now for about two and a half years. And before coming to Kirsten Tax, I was the VP of Digital at Intuitive Surgical for the makers of the DaVinci Surgical Robot. I was helping to build out the digital ecosystem around the DaVinci Surgical Robot. And that's where I met the CEO of Care Syntax, Dennis Kogan, who came to see if there's possibilities of partnership. I kept in touch with Dennis for several years. And eventually I decided, you know what? I really like what I'm doing here with the DaVinci Surgical Robot, but I want to look at surgical procedures across all different types. So I wanted to learn more about orthopedic procedures, about cardiovascular procedures, about spine procedures. And it felt that Care Syntax was going to be a really good company where I can actually go ahead and make a difference in all these different procedures. That's why I decided that this would be a good place to start looking at surgery writ large. Now, before Intuitive Surgical, my background goes back, I would say, you know, about 25 years now. I first started in engineering. I was a software engineer for about seven years. And then I moved into product management, product marketing general management, mainly in the healthcare space. One of my startup companies was acquired by Mixon Health Solutions. So I was part of a larger company. Also ran my own business in patient engagement for a little bit of time and then joined Intuitive after that. So that's really my background. But when you think about what Care Syntax does, I would say it's really about making surgery safer, smarter, and more profitable. But if you were to think about well, that's a pretty big deal, right? Because surgery is a very large business. It accounts for 40 to 60% of all of the revenues of a hospital. And you're looking at a very large healthcare market. In terms of how we approach this, our whole approach is to see how we can reduce what we call unnecessary variation. So in surgery, you can have necessary variation and unnecessary variation. Right? And necessary variation comes in because patients are different. We are not cookie cutter patients that we kind of go into the operating room, but you want to make sure that the physicians can focus upon that necessary variation. But there could be unnecessary variation in terms of, well, why are case lengths different? Why are turnovers different? Why are people using different instruments for the exact same procedure without noticeable changes in outcomes? We want to make sure that we can reduce those unnecessary variations and improve clinical, operational, and financial outcomes. And we do this by applying AI, automation, and analytics to what we call as the high-fidelity surgical record. And the high-fidelity surgical record is something that's going to be very key in our conversation now, 
it really talks about all the different kinds of data that's relevant for a surgery. So we talk about preoperative data. So everything that you can put in from something that happens before the surgery. So this would be information around some of the patient risk factors. This would be information around some of the pre-op imaging. And then inside the operation itself, you're looking at data coming in from imaging, surgical videos, you're looking at device and implant information. And then after the surgery, you're looking at post-op information. You're looking at outcomes information. You put all that together into what we call as that high-fidelity surgical record. And when you apply AI automation analytics to that, that's when you understand where the unnecessary variation is, and then you remove that. It's really changing the way surgery is executed, thought of, removing risks. It's pretty amazing. So, Vic, can you talk a little bit about the three pillars of Care Syntax, the platform? So, ultimately, you know, when we talk about the three pillars, it really comes back to how do you improve your clinical outcomes, right? The clinical outcomes is going to be key because you want to make sure that you're improving patient safety, you're improving quality. And you do this a variety of different ways, once again, by applying AI automation analytics to that high-fidelity record. You also start looking at improving operating efficiencies because you want to make sure that you're improving the overall efficiency and cost from a surgery perspective. So this is where you start looking at things like improving turnover times, improving case length time, reducing the cost of supply and implants. And then the third pillar ultimately is going to be around profitability, right? Because we want to make sure that you can reduce the cost of surgery and also make sure that the surgeons, the hospital, everybody involved in the surgery are getting reimbursed appropriately and make sure that they're getting the right operating margins. Because once again, you want to make sure that surgeries are profitable for the hospital and make sure that they can invest that back into making the surgeries more safe higher quality, and more efficient. You know, efficiency is one part of what you do, but innovation is the other part. Can you give our listeners some perspective on the innovation that you have invested in with Intel and OpenVINO? So I think I wanted to reflect back upon what we're seeing in the industry today. This was something that was coming even pre-pandemic, but the pandemic has actually made that much, much worse. So we were talking to a hospital just a couple of months ago, and they said that 47% of all of the OR staff positions were currently unfilled, and they were trying to recruit for that. Just think about that. 47% of all the staffing positions are not filled. And in order to make sure that surgeries are still going to happen as scheduled, they're trying to backfill all those positions using travel nurses. That works for a little bit of time but that has a huge impact in terms of hospital budgets. And it's pretty dramatic. You know, in some cases, we've heard that uh, historically they were budgeting about, let's say, about $90,000 to $100,000 for these OR nurses. Now they have to budget about $250,000 for these OR nurses. So there's a huge impact on the hospital budgets over here. Supply and demand. Exactly right. And furthermore, because of this acute nursing shortage right now, we're finding that there are nurses who are just four months into their career who are becoming teachers and preceptors themselves. And that's actually worrying the nurses who are coming fresh into their career. It's worrying the preoperative leaders, and it's causing a lot of burnout in the staff. And it's becoming a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy right now in terms of 
the nursing shortage actually getting worse and worse because the stress and the burden and the fatigue that's being caused on the remaining staff is just causing them to resign and then new staff have to come in and work. So we started thinking about, well, how do we start addressing this problem? And do we have a technology solution to start doing something about that? That's where the partnership with Intel really came in handy. So we said, look, one of the biggest problems we're having is how do we start onboarding these new nursing staff as soon as possible? And how do we make them as efficient as possible as quickly as possible? Think about this as, you know, helping the OR staff. So the OR staff are people like the circulated nurses, the scrub nurses inside the operating room, people who are helping to organize the instruments, helping the surgeons and the first assists inside the operating room to perform the surgery more effectively. So if we were to think about how do you help these nursing staff be more effective inside the OR and navigate the journey of a case inside the operating room, we said, how about if we were to use the analogy of turn-by-turn guidance that we see in all these automobiles, right? I've almost forgotten how to navigate myself from my house to my grocery store because I just turn on my app and it tells me, you know, make a right here, make a left there, go 100 meters south, and so on and so forth. So we've gotten so used to turn-by-turn navigation. We said, well, can we use turn-by-turn navigation inside the operating room to say, hey, look, we have Nurse Marty who just started three weeks ago and he's never done a lab coli case before. How do you make sure that he knows exactly how to assist Dr. Smith? So we said, can we start using AI? Can we start using phase detection in real time and start doing this turn-by-turn guidance in real time? So it's really, now think of this as your mapping app, but it's meant for helping the nurses navigate the case inside the operating room. And to do this, as you can imagine, there's a lot of things that go behind the scenes over here. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of training that happens in terms of creating that AI and machine learning in the cloud. But then once you're in the operating room, we need to have a compute box, intelligence inside the operating room that says, all right, I'm going to be able to identify when phase of the triangle of color dissection is happening. When is the clipping and cutting phase happening? When is the gallbladder dissection phase happening? And by the way, when you're in the clipping and cutting phase, make sure that you have an extra pair of scissors because Dr. Smith wants to make sure that there's a secondary pair of scissors in case the primary goes dull. In the gallbladder dissection phase, make sure that you're setting the bipolar energy for 15 watts and do it before the surgeon needs it so that you're not fumbling and making the case longer or you're causing these flow disruptions. So we're trying to make sure that we can provide that relevant information at the right time using AI and using the Intel architecture, which is built on the next generation CPUs and also built on top of the OpenVINO architecture. And you know, it is so practical and yet it's never been done before. Can you talk a little bit about the spirit of innovation within Care Syntax and how you're using innovation and AI together to really transform the way surgeries are done? So I think it's a mindset where we're saying, let's start doing things that other people may not have historically thought about, right? So it goes back to this concept of necessary variation and unnecessary variation. If you want to go deeper into understanding what the unnecessary variation is, oftentimes you have to start looking at unstructured information, 
right? You're starting to look at video. You're starting to look at images. You're starting to bring in maybe speech. And then you're trying to bring all that together. And the reason people have not really thought about that as much is because it's hard to get signal out of video when you're looking for something very specific like, you know, the beginning of the clipping and cutting phase or what happens during the gallbladder dissection phase, how are you looking at the anatomy? So there's some really hard problems that had to be solved in terms of computer vision, in terms of AI, where you had to kind of get the right signals out of this and really kind of compare that and contrast it with what's the context, what's going to be most useful for surgeons and surgery going in. And by the way, it's not just for the surgeons, it's for the entire care team, right? Because surgery is a team sport. And so we started looking at several different parallels that we've been seeing. And video is something that's being used in sports all the time, right? So you have instant replays, you have telestration that happens live during the game, there's recording that happens. So we said, well, if it's happening in sports, why not have the same thing happen in surgery? Let's start looking at videos of not just the anatomy of the patient inside the body, but let's start looking at cameras inside the operating room. Let's start looking at cameras on the back table. And let's do this in a way which is more of a learning environment, right? We want to make this more about improving quality, efficiency, and it's not really about penalizing. It's about learning. It's trying to be more efficient. And ultimately, it's about making the patient safer and having better surgeries and at the same time, having it be more efficient and more profitable too. So that's really the spirit of innovation that we come from. And it's a willingness to look a little deeper and dig for these insights, which will not be as obvious because you have to first collect all these different aspects of data and then see how these insights really come out. Absolutely brilliant. And I just love your approach and the way your team is thinking about the team sport of surgery. I also want to mention that you are a member of the AI Builders program, which is very exciting. It's a great program. I'm glad you guys were able to join. Where can our listeners find out more about Care Syntax, Vic? Our website, caresyntax.com, is a great place for your audience to go find out a little bit more about Care Syntax. We talk about our platform. We talk about our approach. We talk about our technologies. We talk about who we serve in terms of hospitals, insurance companies, surgeons, how we can help them, how we've created more of a vendor neutral platform so that we can serve surgeons across all different surgical practices and all different kinds of techniques. So that's a great place to go and find out more about us. We also have strong presence on LinkedIn where we're getting out information about new partnerships and also existing partnerships like the one we have with Intel. So I think those are really good places to go and find out a little bit more about Kirsten Tax. And I think we would love to hear more from your audience. Well, now we get to my particular favorite part of the podcast series. So Vic, can you give our listeners a view into the future? Where's the future of AI in surgical precision go and where does the work of care syntax fit in the future of surgery that's a great question jake let's think about this a little bit and look into my crystal ball right so i think there's going to be things which are more in the near term if you will and there's probably things that are going to be a little bit more longer term and then i'm sure we can go well far into the future too 
But in the near term, I think things like the turn-by-turn guidance, expanding that into a lot more indications beyond general surgery, going into orthopedics, going into spine surgery, I think those are definitely things that are very exciting and it continues the partnership that we have with Intel. Another interesting analogy that I like to use is the lane keeping assist systems that we have in the cars today, right? So we know how to drive, we know how to change lanes, but at the same time, I do appreciate having this little bit of a cognitive hint that says, hey, look, there's a car on your left side and you may not want to change lanes and it's very useful. What if you were to use a similar kind of a strategy and provide these little cognitive tips to the surgeons who are operating? And the turn-by-turn guidance was more around OR staff, but for surgeons, you know, they're under a lot of cognitive load right now, and they have a plan as to which lane they want to be going in to perform the surgery. So they've got the lane that they want to keep going in to address the anatomy that they do want to address, and the anatomy around that they want to avoid, right? So you want to make sure that you're not clipping the common bile duct. You want to make sure that you're not nicking the femoral artery by mistake. So you want to stay away from those areas in there. And that's another area in which I think real-time AI could be very useful. If it could identify, here's the lane that you want to keep in. So this could be the lane where you want to say, this is the mesorectum for a colorectal surgery so that you stay within that for doing your right hemicolectomies. Or this is where you're going to be clipping the some of the ducts and the arteries for your lap coli or a laparoscopic cholecystectomy, which is the removal of the gallbladder. I shouldn't be using these acronyms here. But if there was a surgery to remove a gallbladder, for instance, and there's certain points where you have to do some clipping of the anatomy before cutting, and can you make sure that the clippers are not really catching any of the surrounding tissue, right? So stay in that right lane to make sure that you're not clipping any other tissue in there. So that could be another way of doing that lane assist. So these are interesting ways to start thinking about how you can actually impact surgery in real time, right? So one of them is turn-by-turn guidance for staff. Other could be areas where you're trying to create more of that lane-keeping assist for surgeons. And there's enormous potential to start building this out for other kinds of procedures in orthopedic surgery and neurosurgery and spinal surgery and kind of go from there too. There's also a lot of potential for doing some pre-planning and risk predictions. So if you could look at the patient demographic, if you could look at the patient images in terms of x-rays, MRIs, CT scans, can you make some predictions about potential post-operative complications? And can you then say, hey, look, based upon this, let's change the standard of care. So planning tools, turn-by-turn guidance, lane-keeping assist, these are all things that can really help the care team manage the surgeries better. I would say these are all near short-term kind of opportunities that we have. There's lots of conversations going on about, well, is autonomous surgery something that's going to be real or not? I personally don't think it's real in the near term or in the midterm. I mean, think about how much difficulty we're having for completely autonomous cars. And cars are operated by, you know, 16-year-old who don't even have a high school education. And we're having trouble replicating the judgment of a 16-year-old. Think about having to try and replicate the judgment of somebody who's gone through medical school, surgical school, 
um, 10 years of practice. That's going to be a while and I'm not holding my breath and I don't think it's going to be anything realistic in several decades from right now. But really helping the surgical teams with these cognitive tips is really something that I think could be very useful in the short term and in the medium term from right now. Outstanding. Well, good advice and great guidance. On behalf of Vic Anantha, Chief Product and Strategic Marketing Officer of Care Syntax, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you are in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you.